Hi, everyone. It is Joy with Black Girl Joy, and I want to welcome you here for another evening talking about how to better our lives and find that deep joy that we all desire. So as I said the previous week, we are going to focus on January about being very true to ourselves, very authentic to ourselves, understanding how to live in our truth and as our authentic selves before we start on goal setting and all of that other stuff that comes with the new year. Being really grounded so that we can align our goals with our purpose, with our vision, with who we are, our values. That's what I focus on is for January. And so I am super excited to invite our guest and we are discussing discussing finding yourself in real life. I'm inviting Veronica Melton Lamar to the stream. Hi, Veronica. Hi, Roselle. Hi. So I just immediately want to say thank you for coming on and being here with us as we talk about finding ourselves. And I think me and you talked right at I think it was Thanksgiving or day after Thanksgiving. Um, and we talked about this journey of finding yourself and it really resonated with me because many days in my life I have woke up or just randomly in the middle of the day, I say, this, this life is not mine. Like whose life is this? This is not what I yes. envisioned for myself. Like whose life is this on so many scales, right? And so I wanted to talk to you about finding yourself because I've been seeing your post and it really hit me. It struck a chord. So how did this journey and this hashtag finding Veronica, how did that start? Okay. I had two inflection points. In October 2021, uh, one of our members from my church, son, was in a, um, drowned in a boating accident. And I remember when I got the call, um, cause, um, my niece, best friend had been on the boat. So I got the call about what had happened. And, and the first thing was said to me, you can't tell anybody because we don't know if his mother knows yet. Yeah. So I spent about 45 minutes waiting to find out if they had found this young man. And as I began to mourn and cry for this mother and just crying, crying about the second day, I realized that not only was I crying for her, I was crying for myself because I had no one to share the pain with. Mm. And, and going through that and then the guilt set in. Oh, you know, this mother lost her child and now you crying because you have nobody to share this pain with because you're crying. So I had to deal with that. So, and so that was when I realized that I did not want to be alone anymore. I'd been a widow for eight years and I had, in my mind, I had already always said that I was going to be that widow at the church praying for everyone. I was perfectly content with my life, you know, going about my business. And that woke me up and it was like, girl, you don't want to be alone. You want to have somebody in your life that you can share with. So I spent months of like, okay, God, now you brought me to this point and you haven't brought anybody in my life. So fast forward to March of 2022, next inflection point was Women's Appreciation Month. And uh, at my church, my pastor decided that all the daughters of the, of the church would each have a Wednesday night where we would preach a sermon. 
Mm. So when my night came and I preached about standing still and in the middle of this, you know, of me preparing for this sermon, God gives me, I'm coming out by Diana Ross. And I'm going, really, God, you've lost your mind. What do that have to do with it? But when I looked at the words, I realized how deep the words really was. So I incorporate that in part of my sermon. Now I'm preaching this sermon and I'm thinking that it's for somebody else, never thinking that it applied to me. Mm. About two weeks later, I woke up in tears, crying because I my first thought was, you wasted 34 years of your life married to the wrong man. And I began to cry. And it wasn't that I did not love him because I loved him dearly. It was just, was that really the right person for me? And mm-hmm. that's straight into counseling of trying to figure out and, and going through, okay, well, you, I, you knew that maybe this wasn't for you because it took you 14 years to decide to marry this man. Mm. Yes. And just, just going through and realizing that who was I? That's when I began to really question, who am I? What do I like? And a, and a very good friend of mine asked me, because I was saying, well, you know what? I'm not dating. I'm not doing anything. She said, what are you looking for? And I went, I don't know. Uh-huh. And she was like, you got to know what you're looking for. And I was like, I don't know. I don't know what I want. I don't know what I'm looking for. And then I had to start really doing a lot of self-evaluation as to what I want. And I thought about, you've been this daughter. So everything was centered around being a daughter. Everything was centered around being a sister. Everything was centered around being the girlfriend, the mom, the wife. And And I had spent my adult life where everything was centered around everyone but me. Mm. So it took some time to evaluate. Now I am, and in this, I'm now learning that I have a voice. And finding that voice and being able to speak that voice and just starting to discover who I am. And I'm like, at this age, you're trying to discover you. So I'm on my journey. So you you spit out so much good stuff. <laughs> but the last thing you said really struck a chord with me. And I want to ask you, do you think that we begin to lose ourselves the moment we begin to lose our voice? Yes. Because that's yes, almost... Because when we, go ahead. Because when we lose our voice, we don't speak up for ourselves. Mm-hmm. We allow everyone else to dictate what we are to do, how we ought to be, where we ought to go, and never once considering is what this person want me to do. Is this good for me or is mm-hmm. it good for them? So when we lose our voice, we lose ourselves. <sighs> so we lose our voice and then we become a product of what everybody else speaks over us or speaks to us. Does that, like that was just a revelation I really just had real time is because at that point, it's almost a lack of trust in ourselves. Is that, do you do you think mm-hmm. so? Like it's a lack of trust because now I've lost my voice 
So am I making the right decision? Well, this person says I should do this. This person says I should be this. And it really starts as a kid and kind of transfers from the parents to then when you're a teenage, adolescent, to the friends. Mm-hmm. And so you go through all of these different identities that really you're not controlling, I guess. No, you're not. Think about it. How many decisions have you made based on what someone else said? Not because you wanted to do it, but because that person said, how many times have you done something as a child, as a teenager, because the group was doing it, not because you wanted to do it, but because you wanted to be inclusive in the group. Mm. Do you think that some of that starts like when we are a child, we have parents that either teach us and, you know, like our parents, same generation, it was like, and my parents were a little different. So let me not speak on that because they, they were a little, uh, they had their own stuff going on. But a lot of times we were taught stay in a child's place. I don't yes. care what you think. This is what I told you to do. You know, mm-hmm. and the parents kind of instilled this, like, you're going to be how I want you to be when I yes. want you to be. It. And somewhat, I would say our parents were like, my parents were like that, especially when it came to like public facing, right? When yes, it came to public come facing, from the same route. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you don't go out there telling our business. You act like you live in the perfect household. And so you have to project this version of you that's inauthentic. Yes. Generationally, yes. like, yeah, yes, yes, children are to be seen, not heard, mm-hmm. stay in your place, mm-hmm. you know, don't ask for anybody for anything when you go to their house. Now, Ooh. that was that was a whole thing, don't make them think I'm not feeding you. I don't care if yes. you are hungry, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, when do you get a chance to develop you? Yeah. So we've waited because it's not, Veronica, I've heard this from plenty of people. And as as a coach, as a friend, as a woman, you know, I've organized tons, hundreds and hundreds of single moms in Atlanta. You hear this all the time where it's like you get immersed in these roles, so immersed in the roles that you become not even second, right? You become dead last a lot of times. Mm -hmm. Let me tell you a funny story in my journey because I with the counselor and one of the things that the counselor pointed out to me that I had abandonment issues and that was one of the reasons why I was allowing what everybody else wanted me to do to take precedence. But as I began to work through that and say it's okay for me to want to do something for me or to go out and do something. My son said to me one day, he came in, he was like, Ma, I know you're really working on trying to find yourself and doing you. But he said, this is not working for us. And I laughed. And he was like, no, he's like, no, I'm serious. This is not working for us because you're not doing all the things you used to do for us. And that let me know that I was on the right track. Because everything centered around what they wanted. I came, I went to work. I came straight home from work so that I could make dinner for them. And and everybody ate different. So that would be some days I would cook like two different meals, you know, so that everybody can have what they want. And I was always available. You could call me at a, and I would be there at a drop of a hat. And then it's like, whoa, 
I'm not getting any enjoyment out of life because I'm doing mm. what everybody else want me to do. I started to pull back and I started to be like, okay, well, you know, everybody's grown. You can get what you want to eat. And starting to go and spend my days out, lunch every uh, once a week with my friends and stuff. It was like, mm -hmm. whoa, what's wrong with this lady? <laughs> once a week. <laughs> once a week. Yeah. <laughs> going crazy. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but that is true. But in some ways too. Okay. So I had a, I had a, I have a meetup group. It's called POP, Passion on Purpose Pop, right? And we had mm -hmm. a meetup the other day. And we talked about doing things for yourself and being able to set boundaries and say no to some things. And what I said was a lot of times we think people will leave us or be upset with us when we say no, but sometimes they're like, okay, or they adjust to get used to it. And if they don't, then that's on them. That's no longer on you because you're not like your kids grown, right? So so it's yes. like, okay, now I'm enabling you by cooking you all this different food. So now it's time for you to transition into doing this on your own. And so mm -hmm. you have to set that boundary and be like, okay, it's okay for me to say no to them because I'm saying yes to me. Yes. Yes. And I'm still trying to figure it out. I mean, um, when I was like, what do you like to do? And it was like, I don't know. The only thing I could think of, you know, you know, we're readers. We're a family of readers. I love reading. Mm -hmm. I love doing crochet. And I would say, well, God gave me hobbies that I could do by myself. Ooh. Then I was like, well, you know, but God has not intended me to be by myself. No. Yeah. So, so I have, I'm having to rethink that. Yeah, because let's be honest, that's why we have so many people. We weren't meant to be alone. And I'm an introvert. <laughs> I'm like a serious introvert, right? But you do have to oh, look at Cassandra. We're readers. That's not a dream. So, but we weren't meant to be alone. And that that connection, and I always say, and I took it from Beyonce, and I think she took it from somewhere else, someone else. Like, there's nothing like a good conversation with another woman. Just soothes yeah. your whole spirit. Yes. It yes. just your whole spirit. Mm -hmm. So, okay. So as you were going through like adulthood, because you will into your adulthood and you like, wait, who am I? What do I like? What do I enjoy? Which surprises me because I have to be honest, you come off as so strong, right? Like you're like, to me, when you come around, you're a presence, right? You're like this. And to hear that you're like shrinking yourself when you're at home, but when you're around, you're like this. Do you feel like you wore a mask or? It's not so much of wearing a mask as when I'm around family, I'm comfortable. Mm. And, and we're blessed to have a family where everyone gets along. So when I'm getting ready to get around my family, I get excited and I get happy because I'm going to go see my family. Mm -hmm. But it takes me a minute to get that way around other people. But I'm learning. I'm learning to be more open. I'm learning mm -hmm. to allow more people in. I'm learning to, to speak, to be an encourager, more of an encourager. I've always, I've always encouraged people. But now mm -hmm. I'm learning that I can be a little bold about it. 
I don't have to shy away from it. So mm -hmm. it's just it's just a whole experience. And, and when I think about it, I've only been on this journey less than a year. So when you think about that, being able to speak out can more, I can hear can something. Yes, the bird. Oh, okay. yeah, I do hear. That's what it is. I didn't know what it was. The bird. Miami women. <laughs> um, but wait, I lost my train of thought, but I'm going to get it back. Um, mm -hmm. Oh, do you feel like that was a that mechanism to kind of be more kind of contained around others, that it was somewhat of a defense mechanism or a protective mechanism? Mm. Probably. Mm. Probably. Because we're all, I can't help, when I'm talking, I can't help but be inclusive with the whole family because we all seem to be made up so much alike. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, we're all sort of like on that shy side. Mm -hmm. So it's, and I don't know whether it is because we are introvert, are we all self-conscious, or we all have maybe just a tiny lack of confidence in who we mm -hmm. are and what we are. That is the why you know as a whole we're like that. Mm -hmm. So it's a it's it's a breakout. Um, I know it's for me um, around people who I don't know is very difficult. It's, it has been very difficult for mm -hmm. me to be open up, but I'm telling this journey is like, speak your truth. Mm -hmm. um, if we don't speak our truth and who we are, then we're doing a disservice to someone who can benefit from our truth. Yeah. So I'm learning that to speak my truth, the good, bad, the ugly, the indifferent, all of that. Mm-hmm. What are some hard truths that you've had to face during this journey? That, oh goodness. One of the hard truths that I had to face is that in building confidence. And I remember growing up and even until adulthood and saying to myself, you're too dark, you're oh. too skinny. Who's gonna like you? And learning that it's okay to be dark. Mm -hmm. And that was, a, that was a hard lesson to learn because I would feel self-conscious. Mm because of my darkness but but coming to that to that hard truth that is that it's okay that my darkness is beautiful that one another hard truth that, that I had to learn that I can't be everything to everybody mm -hmm. and that I need to learn to set boundaries because I did not set boundaries mm-hmm so, and I'm still learning that. How do I set boundaries when I've always been open? If you want me to, oh, I'll do it. I'll do it. No problem. No problem. People pleaser. So, um, yeah. Yeah. People pleaser. Mm -hmm. So I'm, I'm learning that I, that I don't have to be a people pleaser. 
I am learning that I don't have to settle. Mm -hmm. I've done a lot of settling. And I'm learning that I don't have to settle for anything anymore. I am who I am. And it is not up to me to get you to deal with me. It is up to you to learn to deal with me. Yeah. Yeah. So you mentioned you can't be everything to everybody. And that's something we hear all the time. But would you mm -hmm. agree that you can't be everything to yourself? Let me, and I can, no, no, I can't be everything to myself yeah. because yes, I can have a conversation in my mind, but my mind, but what good is that if I'm not going to have someone that's going to have a conversation back to with me <laughs> and to point out something that I may have not seen because I'm having a conversation with myself. Mm -hmm. Yes, I can be a comfort to myself at some point, but at another point, I'm going to need that a next that other human being to be mm -hmm. that comfort to me. I'm going to need that companionship. Um, I'm going to need to bounce things off. I'm going to need someone who I, who will be angry with me, and I can be angry back with them. Yeah, you know, it's just it's it's life. You, you can't go through life on an island and mm -hmm. expect to be mentally, emotionally whole. So that's, yeah, can't do it by myself. Yeah. So if you were to look back and we talked about the hard truths, were there any signs that popped up along the way that said, wait, I need to go in a different direction? And then you say, Okay, whatever. I got to do what I got to do. I need to go in a different direction, but I got these kids to take care of, so I can't think about that right now. Were there any signs along the way that you think you maybe, you know, like <laughs> no, happens, right? But you like, wait, I kind of ignored that maybe for a little too long. <laughs> I, yeah, I kind of, you know, um, Tyrone and I had a. In the beginning, it was a very beautiful relationship, but there were little signs. And I would always say, when people say, well, why, you know, this man been wanting to marry you since the first year that you met. Why you haven't married him? And I would always say, I'm waiting on him to mature to get married. Mm. I'm waiting on him to grow up to get married. And even when it came time to it, it wasn't that I consciously made, I'm gonna be honest, it wasn't that I consciously made the decision to get married. We went on a, um, a weekend. T had a karate tournament. We came back on a karate tournament. Next thing you know, we're in the store. He's buying an engagement ring. And I said, like, man, you ain't even asked me to marry yet. We in here buying an engagement ring. So I went on ahead. I'm honest, I took the engagement ring. And in my mind, I'm saying, I'm going to make this a long engagement. <laughs> I I'm being honest. I said, I'm going to make this a long engagement. Next thing I know, he has gotten some place for us to move in together. I'm like, whoa, okay. So we move in. Remember how you, I was never asked. I never made that decision. He made that decision. But because we had a child together, it was like, that was the right thing to do. Because we mm -hmm. have this child together. Mm -hmm. So, and even when it came down to the wedding date, 
how my wedding date was chosen was that my department head secretary she came into my office one day and she said veronica i'm tired of you playing with tyrone pick a date and pick a date now no ma'am yes ma'am no ma'am <laughs> this yes, is not a, somebody at work told you they tired of <laughs> what you're doing that is definitely a boundary issue that is definitely a boundary <laughs> so i picked the date <laughs> Did you just like randomly pick a day? Yes, I did. I said, I'm serious. I said, well, you know what? It takes about a year to plan a marriage. So we're going to do the last Saturday in July next year. Oh, gosh. <laughs> so I did it. But there was little signs that even though without, without a doubt in my mind, I know I know that he, he loved me. Mm -hmm. You know, be I, I know that. And I loved him. But just because we loved each other, that did not mean that we should have stayed together, married. And a lot of people would say, well, you're blessed. You know, you had T, you had J. Yes, I, you know, they're a product of the both of us. But as I look back, was that the right thing for me to do? Even though I had T. Because I did not have Jade until after we got married. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, it was little signs that I looked back over and that, and it was probably, you know, and that's why it took me so long to say yes. Wow. That's a story. Not the most romantic, you know, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Not the most like, let us tell everyone, but that is yeah. funny. That's a story. That's funny. Yeah. yeah. Well, I told you I was going to be as open and honest as I could. Yeah. That's very and, honest. And that's my truth. That's my For truth. the World Wide Web. That's very honest. Yeah. Well, I, can, I, can, I cannot deny it. Mm -hmm. um, do I regret it? No, because I would not have had T and J. So yeah. I don't regret it. Um. I don't regret the way I don't regret that he loved me and I don't mm -hmm. regret that I loved him. Yeah. What I, what I, I just feel, think as though that that was not who I was intended to be with. And even though we were together for 34 years mm. and that's a long time to be with someone. Cause that was most of all my adult life Yeah. with him. But it also gave me something to look for to the future mm -hmm. because now I'm saying, okay, maybe this wasn't what God intended for me. So I have hope for a future that, that there's someone out there, not that I'm ready to get married, but I am ready for companionship. Mm -hmm. And so, and, and it may be that there's someone out there who is exactly who God intended me to be with. Yeah. And so I went to this conference. It was like one of the Oprah conferences a while ago. Um, and they talked about like these themes, right? So it seems like mm -hmm. a theme for you has, has been deferring decisions, right? Deferring decisions mm -hmm. to other people. So what are you doing now to take more ownership of those decisions? Because it sounds easy to be like, okay, like I'm just going to start making all my own decisions. But I know personally, because I hate making decisions, that is super hard. 
hard to actually transition. And I'll even convince myself that I'm just having a conversation with somebody about something, but really I'm trying to get what they want me to do, you know? So mm -hmm. what steps are you taking to take back ownership of your life and where it goes? Well, now it's going to be the real challenge. Mm -hmm. Because before, a lot of things I talked over with T. Mm -hmm. So now it's like, I don't have that cushion. Mm -hmm. So now I'm really beginning to take my time. Mm -hmm. Be God. Yeah. Take my time. Don't rush. Just because someone says they want something, I don't have to make that decision that very minute. Yes. I can take my time and think about it and see how it's going to affect me on a whole and my household. Yeah. So I'm, I'm learning to do that. And I'm at the very beginning stages of it. I admit that. Um, because um, I did rely a lot on um, on, on, on my son, mm -hmm. especially on important decisions. Yeah. So, but um, I'm going to get there. Yeah. I'm going to take my time. Yeah. I'm not going to rush. I'm going to mm -hmm. think before I act. Mm -hmm. I'm going to seek God and get his wisdom. And then I'm going to go from there. That's good. I literally, you like read my mind. I literally just said that somebody was talking about, I always feel like I have to say yes. And I was like, first of all, if you don't feel good about saying yes, <laughs> don't say yes. And I think that's the first thing we got to be comfortable with is rejecting our need to be helpful to everyone. Yes. But also, if you don't feel comfortable in that moment, just be like, no, or you, or you, you're like going back and forth about it. You're not sure. Be like, okay, I'll get back with you, yes. and then do a gut check. Does do I feel good about doing this? Does it align with who I want to be and what I want to do? Is this the best use of my time? Do a gut check and then come back and be like, I can't do it. Or yeah. I can do it, but make sure you're doing it out of a genuine place of wanting to do it versus mm -hmm. saying yes. And then it builds into resentment, which is what I, <laughs> I used well, I used to do a lot of. It's like, mm -hmm. I always say yes to them. They want me to do this. I'm always saying yes. But when I need something, they're like, nope. And I get mad. And I'm like, yeah. why are you doing this to me when I've done so much to say yes, yes, yes. And I was like, oh, no, you could just say no to me. <laughs> It's available. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm learning that when, I'm learning that when I say yes, not to expect yes back. Mm -hmm. The only Ooh. say yes because the yes is is something that I want to do. Mm -hmm. So as long as I understand that when I'm saying yes, it's because I want to say yes, and I'm not expecting someone to say yes back to me, then I'm okay. Have a lot. Of, I have a lot of thoughts in my mind, I go through, this ain't about you, Veronica, put it aside, get out mm -hmm. of your feelings. I do that a lot in my mind. Get out of your feelings. This ain't got nothing to do with you. Mm, that is true. That is true. And when people get upset with us about saying no, it also has nothing to do with us. <laughs> Don't take it personally. That is, yeah. that is good. So if you were to give any advice maybe your top two three pointers for someone who's going through the same place as you like i need to figure out who i am i don't even understand what i like anymore what i want out of life if you were to face to face this person maybe i'm this person and you have two to three pieces of key advice what would you advise them 
first thing, it's okay that you don't know. Mm, I like that. Because you will get to know. So it's okay to come from a point where I don't know. And then the next thing to start searching your heart, what's really in your heart? And then go from there because your heart what tells will tell you what you want to do. And I can't help but keep, you know, bring it back to the Bible because God says that he will give us the desires of our heart. And I believe that the desires of our heart are God given. So if the desires of your heart is God given, then God is going to provide a way and a means for you to do that. And then begin to look to see what brings you pleasure and what brings you displeasure. And those things that brings you displeasure, cast them aside, leave them alone. They're not to yeah. be a part of your life. Yeah. And just go from there. One day at a time, one, one day, one minute, one second at a time. You do not have to know it, it right away. You can take your time. That is amazing. So I just want to thank you again for joining me. It's been a pleasure, such a good conversation. I may have you come back. I don't know, I know, I may ask you to come back. Not immediately, but it may come up within the next year. <laughs> but okay. You see where I'm progressing? You see how I'm progressing? Like progress check, yeah. <laughs> I like it. But funny comment, Willie Perry says, feed him. I said, the bird, he said, yes. <laughs> Yeah, she does that when I'm talking to someone. It's like all day long, she's been quiet. Really? Really? Well, well the bird the bird has stopped chirping now. That's so funny. <laughs> and then um, Maybelline, I hope I said your name right. Um, when you lose your voice, you lose yourself. Words to remember. Yes. Yes, yes. definitely. And so I just want to thank you again. As you guys know, I forgot to say in the beginning, Please like, share, subscribe to Black Girl Joy on all your major networks. Um, next week, what are we talking about next week? Ooh, next week is a special show. So it starts at seven o'clock and we're talking about healing through creativity. So we'll have a licensed therapist on and she literally, she does therapy through creativity. And so we talk, we're talking about finding yourself, but a lot of times when you're finding yourself, as me and Veronica talked about, you got to start healing some stuff up. And I know you talked about going to therapy and I'm a huge advocate and I say it on here all the time, but therapy, like go to therapy, even if you don't think you need it, just go. <laughs> just yes. go. Yes. It's good for the spirit, just go. Um, but she will be on to talk about how to um, manage your healing or age your healing process through creativity. So that should be a really good conversation. Again, I'm a life and career coach. So if you're interested in career coaching, you can email me at joy at active-potential.com. That is, again, I'll do like the thing, joy at, joy at active-potential.com. Um, but yep, yeah, I look forward to seeing you guys next week. Veronica, thank you so much. You're and welcome. we're out. Okay, bye-bye.